Feedback Loop. I'm Joey. And I'm Jeremy. I feel like I talk super slow. Like, I feel like I mean, I'm... It was, it was like a calm, like, it, it was kind of like culty, you know? Well, you know, I think whenever I talk sometimes, and this is both on podcast and in real life, I get very distracted by things that are happening around me. So, like, <laughs> my brain already knows what I'm kind of going to say, but then somewhere it gets kind of mixed yeah, it's up. Be- because you already think you know what you're going to say. You let your your mouth and your body go on autopilot and then your mind starts to drift and then you forget what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I think I was looking at like my wave, uh, little like sound audio thing <laughs> in the recording software. Are we in was... the podcast now? Is yeah. Okay. Like yeah, we are. Like, what, what am I doing? Okay. So <laughs> this week we were talking about, well, now we're talking about it. This week we were listening to the album Horse Jumper of Love by yes. the band Horse Jumper of Love. So what, what, what does that mean, Joey? Dude, Do you have any context for what that means? Okay, so I mean, like, I think he might like horses, and <laughs> he's just like a guy that's in love, so he's a horse jumper, but he, like a superhero, like, he's the champion of something, but he's the horse jumper of love, so like, he fights for love, except he also jumps horses for love. <laughs> that's... That's a take. I mean, that's like the actual best thing I can come up with. So, <laughs> yeah, I have nothing better. So I don't know why I'm, why I'm giving you shit for it. But... So the album artwork for the, the for album this album, uh, you know, it's it's pretty bare. There's a little drawing of like an alien headed man, just like the upper part of a torso, looking yeah. sideways. It, it's, it's like a bust. Yeah, but it's just like. I don't know. It looks very unprofessional, but it looks almost unprofessional in the way that you'd like expect somebody who does that style to do it. Like, I don't know. You think it's it's professionally unprofessional? I think it is. Kind of like how a lot of those like big tech companies have that weird fucking. Don't even get me started on that. Okay, I, I won't then. But <laughs> people out there, you know what I'm talking about. All you people know what I'm talking about. Uh, but then there's also like an, a whole paragraph written above this man's head. Uh, there was a tiny cactus on my desk. I was angry, and I smashed it down. The poor fucking cactus didn't do anything. I kept the needles in my fist all afternoon. I left the pieces of the pot and the dirt on the floor for weeks until my mom finally picked it up. And it's dated January 21st. Man, hearing you read that makes me want to hear you narrate an audiobook. Like, <laughs> hey! I, I, would, I would listen to an audiobook that you read for. It's because I read books to a child all the time, so I have to figure out how to do <laughs> You're it. Good at good at reading out loud, though. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a little. It's it's like a snippet. It's an anecdote of a day where maybe you, in the heat of the moment, destroy another living living thing. That maybe it's just a cactus, but it's still a living thing. And poor then, fucking cactus. And then one day you think back on it and you're like, shit, man. Like, what what, what kind of monster am I? I didn't even clean it up. My mom picked it up. Yeah, that I don't know. That kind of like made me think that like he immediately realized what he had done. Yeah, but he still like he dwelled on it for a long period of time because, like you said, he 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 left it in shambles on his floor for weeks. Yeah, that's a long period of time to to not clean up your own fucking mess, and like I don't know. There's just something like I guess it's it's similar to like leaving pause in music or in reading where it's intentional. Yeah. To, to an extent where he's like, I don't want to say he's like punishing himself for doing so, but he's reflecting on it. He's giving himself time to like reflect on it before moving on to the next thing. 
I guess maybe I'm just reading too much into this. I don't think it feels, you are. It feels like a it feels like a good pause, at, at, at like a story pacing kind of point. Yeah, uh, I I think so too because it seems like the way this, you know, we're we're just okay. So uh, I mean, we can keep. I don't. We we have no agenda here, Joey. That, that's very true. I kind of <laughs> just got the feeling midway through that, like if somebody were to just like you know click oh feedback loop podcast click. Let me let me just click it right here. I'm clicking click it, it and I'm listening to it, and then they just immediately get barraged by. I'm looking at the fucking wave formats of my audio files. I'm distracted, <laughs> and the the cover of this album talks about. I mean, I think I think it's good. We never talk about album art, so the fact that we're talking about this, yeah, means that there's something to talk about there, right? Yeah, I I just with the way that he writes lyrics and with a lot how a lot of these songs go, I feel like you're right. It's a very like intentional. Like, I don't know. Right. Like suspense in a way. Yeah. yeah, but what do I know? I'm just an ugly brunette. Like, hey, oh, <laughs> you got it. First track, ugly brunette. Man, What'd what you a think? fuck! What a fucking vibe this album is. Oh shit! Okay, it good is, vibe. It is, it is such a vibe. Vibe check three times. Vibe, vibe, vibe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like I don't know. It similar to how you describe being transported to other places usually in a nostalgic kind of context. Mm-hmm. This did that for me, but not like in a nostalgic way. It's just like the sound that they have achieved on this album. It, it just makes me feel like the sun is setting and I'm like looking at the silhouette of like a city skyline with like a, the orange light from yeah. the sun setting on it. And it's just like, it's very calm and very like, it's slow. It kind of like, I don't know, just the combination of the tone of the guitars, the drums being simple and crisp, everything. It kind of makes me dissociate a bit to where I'm just like, I feel like I'm somewhere else or I feel like I am someone else or just like being in a different state of mind and, and feeling. I, I really fucking love it. Well, that's awesome because I honestly had listened to this album maybe... I hadn't listened to it near as much as I've listened to a lot of the other albums I recommend. Like, right. I'd only maybe listened to it like seven or eight times. And uh, I felt the same way. And then listening to it, I was... There were just parts of it that I was like, oh, I wonder if Jeremy's going to like, I feel like he, like, I felt like you would like, like the general vibe of the album, but then there mm-hmm. were things like the guy's voice and like the, I don't know, just some of the sounds in there. I was like, oh, may- maybe he won't like it or whatever, but that's good. Yeah. I will comment on those in due time. Oh, okay. okay. But like, I don't know, for the first track, the entire first track, it just zoned me out so completely <laughs> that I didn't even have very many like specific thoughts about what was happening. It was just like such a like, I don't know, it's, it's, I don't want to be that guy, but I I am going to be that guy. It's, it's, it's such a mood. Yeah. Like, the album is such a mood and it, it takes me places and it's just like. I think it's as simple as that and as complex as that. It's just like, it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to describe, to put the feelings into words in, in a, an adequate way. I feel that like the looking at how these guys are like def- defined genre wise, one of the words that came up was slow core. Yeah, and like, I, saw that as well. I don't know what that is. All I know is that. So on our like top five of 2020, Mm-hmm. thing i mentioned a band pile and i talked about how they reminded me of a bunch of like slower rock bands from like the right. 90s these guys kind of remind me of that in that way but like to an extreme because they do just go so slow sometimes or it's just like yeah i don't know it's like it and- definitely has that 90s 90s rock vibe yeah but it's it's i don't know the, I, I think slow core is probably 
probably pretty accurate. I yeah. mean, sl- slow is a defining characteristic of this album, definitely. at least. And as as far as it being like hardcore, it it definitely has its moments there as well. I think. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's just a cool sound that I like. I mean, like the guitar, it's it's crunchy, but it also sounds like it's just like washing over you at times yeah. where it's, it's just like you're taking a bath in it and it's just like falling out of your headphones, just like flowing out like some sort of a river into your it's ears. Straight into your brain. Yeah. Uh, and as far as the lyrics and this guy's voice, uh, he's, <laughs> he's got a very mumbly, like low, quiet voice. Like mm. it's not mumbly like all the time. But it is definitely really hard to understand him whenever he kind of gets into like his little feel type thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I like it. It definitely seems like it's the style now. Like there's a lot of bands out there that I feel like kind of do that. They have the more kind of dejected sound of the lead singer. But I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, I, it, I think it fits the music because it's like it's it's almost apathetic, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. It's it's a little bit sad boy, but also more just like not giving a shit or just kind of like feeling kind of gray. Yeah, I guess. not not necessarily feeling intensely one way or the other, but having an intense feeling of not feeling anything. I guess it's kind of empty, which I yeah. think suits the music well. Like I don't know. I remember there, there was one time like uh, after celebrating the Fourth of July that I found myself just kind of reflecting on what I had done on the 4th of July and it was nothing. I do nothing on the 4th of July, but that's just how I feel sometimes on July 5th. Yeah. And uh, the other way that I feel on July 5th is like, I want to listen to track number two <laughs> off of this album. July, July 5th. 5th. That, that was not a true uh, anecdote. I mean, I guess it could be a true anecdote, Yeah, but it was, a, it was, a, it was a truer segue. <laughs> yeah. It was a very true segue. And I'm sure every, I'm sure somebody out there can relate to that feeling whenever oh, for sure. They're like, if July 4th is their big holiday where they're like, oh man, I really love it. It's my favorite. And then just, they have that, that withdrawal, like afterwards where you're like, oh shit, I gotta go another I'm gonna, year. I'm going to continue lighting fireworks at midnight, even though everyone else is trying to sleep because I have to work tomorrow. And whenever I run out of fireworks, I'm just going to shoot guns directly into the air. <laughs> that totally happens where we live, by the way. Yeah. That's... Pretty obnoxious sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes if you don't have to work the following days. Yeah, that's whatever. true. But yeah. for a week after, you know, it gets old. Yeah. <laughs> um, July 5th is yeah. track number two. I, I wrote my first note on this is such wave, mini vibe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very wavy, very washy, very like slow and big. It's, yeah. It's just nuts. And it's like, got it's got this like delay layered on top of the reverb, and it takes this this song. It's like it's taking it out to like the beach at the edge of space is the way I, I worded it. Where it's just like it's right at the edge of this this big vast empty void, but it's still like it's it's still just barely here, where you're you're not fully out there yet. But it gives it this kind of spacey feeling, but it's also still got kind of that surfy I guess washy vibe that we've talked about a little bit well shit man i uh the two adjectives i really used for this song were spacey and watery so i mean yeah. you know it must <laughs> I mean, be something it's yeah i mean i guess there's there have been many a comparison to space and the sea being very similar 
in, in many aspects, mostly like freedom of movement and like, I don't know, it's just the vastness of it. It's yeah. very, very big and very, very open and very, very empty. <laughs> this, yeah, this song's super short. So like as far as that spacey wateriness, it kind of just goes for like a minute. But uh, there are a few little lyrics in there. Yeah, it's and, a spoken word dealio. Yeah, it's just detailing a July fifth. He's at the beach, just talk. It's it's a dirty beach, like it's. I'll just read them because you know what? Sure, go it. for it. Whatever we got time. So, <laughs> July fifth at the beach, soft smell of trash, inner seagull carcass lining, smoking next to the kids, sitting on my America towel. I love you very much forever. Oh. And uh, it just paints a picture of you're sitting. Uh, uh, these guys are from like Boston. So, I mean, I, I don't know if this is just me being biased because I've never actually <laughs> been to the East Coast, but I've always heard that East Coast beaches are like pretty dirty, like in in city type areas. Like, yeah, like you're just sitting on a dirty beach, like a dead seagull, some lady smoking, smoking a cigarette <laughs> next to her kids. You're sitting on a, an America towel because that's just where you're at in your life. And... <laughs> It's uh, where but, we all should be. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's. Uh, but you're just you're there with somebody that you love very much forever. So you're like, ah, I don't care. There's dirty sand and band aids. Yeah, we'll we'll have a, a picnic on the beach and eat some bagels. You know. Yeah, but watch out, man. You better bring like some some. I almost said a brand name, but you better bring some generic, <laughs> some, some generic gum. non non branded mint gum or yeah. toothpaste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because you want to watch out for that bagel breath that you're going to get. Yeah. And I'll watch out for it as we discuss uh, the next track. So I, I don't want, I know it's, it's kind of weird to say that because we're not recording in person, but I don't want my breath to like seep through the microphone and, and out. And I don't want you to smell my bagel breath if we do. And depending on how close you are to your mic, and if you have one of those like fuzzy things around your mic, maybe, maybe the bagel smell gets stuck in there. It's true. It's true, I'll need to be conscious of that as yeah. well. Uh, but track number three is Bagel Breath. Boom. We, we did it. We're, we're killing these segues tonight. Now that I've yeah. called attention to it, we're going to flounder like we always do. Nah, man, we're going to make them even better. That's what's going to happen. But, uh, well, no, 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 it's fine. No, 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 no. Okay, no, you know no. what? I'll go. I always say no, no, and then you go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. Roll right reversal. Now. Yeah, boom. Uh, this one, and you may disagree with this, but probably not. Uh, it's, uh, it's got oh, like sorry. a, <laughs> who are you, Poppy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, if uh, you guys want to, want to check out one of our early podcasts, A, I'm sorry, but B, uh, we discussed Poppies. I disagree. That's, yeah. that's what the reference Joe was making. It's one of our first podcasts. It has some obnoxious background noise. But, like a dog. Uh, but it's, it's fun. Yeah. There's a dog back there. She's, she's going <laughs> <laughs> and lots of thumping on the tables. And... I think that was the episode that at one point I got up and just let her out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was just like in the middle of it. <laughs> and you were like, excuse me. Sorry. If you hear, if yeah, you I hear called us, attention to it. <laughs> you're like Joey's just got up, left the fucking table. Like this isn't a podcast that he's committed time to doing with me. <laughs> and it's just gone now. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Sorry. I'm, I'm going to stop interrupting. What am I maybe no. going to disagree with? so this one i feel like this has like the first kind of discernible melody in yes like everything else is kind of just washy chords and this starts out with like it there is just a bunch of washy chords too but it's it's got like an actual melody to it kind of a normal 
more normal song structure, I guess, is what I would consider it. Yeah, see, I I came to that conclusion on the next track more mm. so than this one. But yeah. maybe it's just this whole album is kind of like an ebbing and flowing kind of a, kind of a dealio to where it, it kind of each track kind of takes steps in a direction, I guess. And each following track continues in that direction for the most part where it's 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 not unheard of. Or it, it makes perfect sense to me that this is the point where you said, "Hey, there's more melody here." Yeah, I hit that point in the next track because they're kind of they're in the same direction. Yeah, I feel like the next track, I could like it's got even more of it. This one, it still has like even though there is a melody, it's still like it sounds like they recorded like three different guitars playing Mm -hmm. this melody, all slightly differently tuned from each other, like maybe off of like a quarter step or something because there's some like it's it sounds kind of off kilter. And it's, uh, I don't know, it kind of just goes throughout it. And then like halfway through, it backs out and it's just the guy singing for a second while the guitar kind of just like wangs a little bit. But he gets like this really kind of, I don't know, it's not nasally, but it's like, it's even more apathetic, but it's not (laughs) mumbly like type of voice yeah going it, on. this is the point where i noted his voice and this is the first time on the album that i really like paid attention to it and, and it, it's bad he doesn't <laughs> say he doesn't sing well yeah but i think it suits the music perfectly and i'm kind of glad that the the acapella kind of style is used very sparingly on the album yeah. and it, it's not like a constant thing but it was it was a nice kind of shift i guess to pull focus elsewhere in the track yeah, and it was weird, because, like, the way that the song kind of goes, like, between the drums and the guitar, it feels like they're constantly playing catch-up, and then yeah. whenever it cuts out, it feels like they kind of resync. because mm-hmm. whenever it comes back, it's bigger and fuller, and kind of everything sounds more cohesive, even though they're kind of keeping the same melody and everything. Right, and I think he they do that a lot, well, I don't know about a lot, they do that a few times, I'll say during this album i felt where it's just kind of like things are kind of falling apart a little bit and then something happens to either resync them or the opposite where things are kind of like catching up to each other and then Mm -hmm. it just kind of falls apart again kind of a thing yeah which you know that's 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 something that i like i don't like i don't know what draws me to that sound but Mm -hmm. it's just i guess it's having heard so much like very produced music it's just nice to hear it's refreshing yeah because i feel like this style it's getting bigger like it's not necessarily today's pop music but it's it's getting (laughs) it's getting bigger to where it's more popular like stuff like this where it they're kind of not afraid to just be like whatever the drums are kind of offbeat yeah, cool. Just it gives keep a it character. In yeah, like whatever. Keep it in there. It sounds. I mean, fine. fucking not to, not to do this again. <laughs> we, talk, we talked about Jimmy Page last week. Jimmy Page is known for having kind of a sloppy guitar playing style, right? Like he he's on a lot of his solos and stuff. He's offbeat. He's not like necessarily keeping the rhythm that you expect. And I think that's that's one aspect of to what made them such a great band and, and so successful is that like it kind of drove home the feeling that music is felt more than calculated yes at least to me that's the way i interpreted same here like i feel like as much as i hate this kind of stereotype where like it it's and i say stereotype like it's an actual thing 
but like in the metal and rock community there's always like the it's just technical like they're just playing a flurry of notes like sure they're technically impressive but it's right like whatever and i mean this happens in other types of music but just me being from that that yeah. area whenever i was younger that's what i knew it but like you'd hear bands like dream theater and people are like yeah sure they're all really good but it's like there's no feeling or whatever <laughs> and then they talk about like classic rock like led zeppelin or like the rolling stones or something or mm-hmm. just even like some thrash metal like i don't know i used to know people who are like big into metallica and like Megadeth which Megadeth is bordering on it I think (laughs) but like Metallica like more blues influenced stuff where they're like you can really feel it and what it like it's just I feel like it's that and it's more of the feeling coming through which is better yeah it's more human right yeah everyone makes mistakes people want to think that the music is being made and played by human beings and not being programmed or not being you know, robotically engineered to fit a certain grid kind of a thing. Man, I really want one day for robots to be able to make that and then have somebody who's like that and be like, it just sounds like fucking beeps and boops, <laughs> man. Ones and zeros. And... Ones and zeros. Micro, <laughs> microchips. <laughs> Metalocalypse, everybody. Metalocalypse. Go watch it if you still have it for whatever reason. Uh, Lyrically, though, yeah, back yeah, on track. Yeah. Boom. Uh, Bagel Breath, I feel like there was a deeper meaning here that I couldn't quite nail down mm-hmm. where I, I got that he's clearly talking about being in a relationship of sorts. He sleeps with this person, shares his toothbrush, whatever. The thing that I can't figure out is what he means when he says, I like it stuck to my skin, dried in vacuum. And then I said, maybe Bagel Breath is a subtle reference to either drugs or sex with his partner trying to scrub a taste out of their mouth that is either semen or some oral drug, maybe acid. I was See, just kind of spitballing. I I had an epiphany later in this album. Like, and it was brought on by, like, r- doing my research to try to yep. figure out stuff. I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. But I think, I think you might be right with the drug reference. I saw this as, like, the continuation originally. Because I was trying to go in. I hadn't listened to this album a ton. I was trying to, mm-hmm. I was just going into it semi-fresh. But, uh. I went into it just thinking as a continuation of the last song where like seven, two, four, I open the doors. Like what it starts off with, like you're walking up to a hotel room and it's like, you just go in and you're just hanging out playing house in this thing. Kind of just like hanging out around whatever, like you said, it's you're dating someone or you're just in a summer love or whatever. Yeah, fling. Yeah. And I don't know. That's how I saw it. But, but but I don't know. There might be there might be some some other stuff. Going <laughs> so on. I mean, we might as well talk about it. Like like I said, there there's drug use referenced later in the album. How do you think that impacts this song? It makes me wonder if there's even a like a, another person involved, or if it's just him. Like, hmm. which I think is going too far, judging by how I initially felt from this album. But it's just like once something like that gets in my head. It makes yeah. me question, like, I don't know, like, 724, I open the door, like, sure, you can be walking into a hotel room with somebody else, but you can also be renting a hotel room to just go and, like, get really fucked up in, and yeah. I don't know. Or I don't... furthermore, meeting meeting a, a dealer or something, someone yeah. has the drugs, so you're just gonna go hang out with them, and they're in some random motel. 
Yeah. Spitting crumbs into your backpack. I don't know what the fuck that means. But <laughs> Yeah. That's the thing. So he, he says spitting crumbs in your backpack. You dump them out the old sour patch. And then at the end, he says nothing gets past the old sour patch after talking about how the person borrowed his toothbrush and scraped their tongue. So that's kind of what, like, they gave me the implication that they're trying to get scrub some taste out of their mouth. Yeah. But I wasn't sure what that taste was. So... I don't know, man. But uh, maybe we'll we'll ask some like psychonaut, some spaceman of the mind who's been doing drugs their whole life. Maybe they'll get that reference. I I don't. But do you know any spacemen? I don't know any spacemen, but I do know <laughs> that track number four is called Spaceman. 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 This I one. Like, I like Spaceman more. I, I like this track more than <gasps> the prior ones. This might be my favorite track on the album. I'm not sure. I didn't really nail it down. Um, but yeah, this one has kind of, it's less of the washy wavy chords that have been on all the other tracks and more of like a guitar melody focus on this one. Yeah. It's still mostly like a simple arrangement kind of deal, but there's something about the vocal melody in this. I think that's what it is that I really like. There's just the vocals in the song stood out to me more. I also feel like this is kind of like a, not really an anti, but like maybe an opposite of uh the presence of the united states of america feel oh shit. where just like i don't know some of the music and the melodies feel like it was very similar but in a much sadder slash slower kind of tone which is very much not what the presidency of the united states of america sound like they're mostly like upbeat and energetic and stuff and this kind of felt like very very similar equal but opposite maybe of them I can see that. I mean, I haven't listened to a ton of presidents of the United States of America, but we, from, we should get on that. Then. Yeah, we should. Cause every <laughs> song, literally every song I've ever heard by them is an absolute banger. I'd like, like to, I'd like to do an album. Well, for, there we go. Show. So I'll, I'll put it on the list. Hell yeah. This song is probably also my favorite. So I, yeah. I, yeah, I like kind of the intro that it's like acoustic mm-hmm. and it's, yeah. It's a huge difference from like before where it's like, it feels like there's just like an orb of sound closing in on your head. And this one is more normal with elements of that brought in. Yeah. I like the way he sings on it. I like just the general way that it feels like the guitar part or whatever. It's the way that he plays it. It's really like, I find myself just bobbing my head to it without Mm -hmm. meaning to like i'm just sitting there and i'm just like yeah yeah it's kind of like almost pop in that way and that it like there's something about the structure of it and the melody of it that's just kind of like it's simple it's catchy you kind of like you said you kind of just find yourself bobbing to it it's nice it's just a little little nice thing but uh i feel like where this song shines for me Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> say it. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Were you, were you thinking that I was gonna say the drums? Is that is that what uh, you were gonna say? No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna say the drums. I was gonna the say outro. the outro. Oh, the uh, outro. So before before we get to the lyrics, the outro stood out to me in this one a lot. It's got this kind of very distant reverby guitar. It's almost a solo. Mm-hmm. I guess, but it's it's so like layered underneath everything, and it's so distant to me. It kind of like evoked the the, the feeling of hearing church bells in, like across town or somewhere because it it was just like so distant and so echoey that it was just and it was just like it was very rhythmic and very like I don't think it was one note necessarily, 
but just the way it was like layered and everything it just like evoked the feeling of like hearing a church bell going from across town just constantly like ringing like 12 times in a row or whatever i do like that and i uh i like the outro of this because it felt like like you said the the guitar is layered under everything and it's not like a crazy guitar part or anything but it's just like a nice different guitar part it feels like the anti-solo where it's like he's not playing anything crazy and it's under a lot of other stuff so right but it's super cool i like that far away sound they have because i actually note it because i hear it more in another song Mm -hmm. but uh yeah okay before you before you because you you said that you really like the lyrics on this track right i do before you get there, I'm going to tell you my interpretation. Do it. Because I think yours is going to be much more sound. So I, I wrote that this one seems to be about making out. And I put, is Spaceman his penis being rocket shaped? <laughs> Who knows? That's all I wrote for the lyrics of this track. Okay. So <laughs> I, I like yours more than mine now. <laughs> but it just, I just like the lyrics, not necessarily because they're super deep or anything, but they just paint such a vivid picture so like i built up in this like july 5th you're on a dirty beach like it's just you're in your head it's kind of grimy you can see that you're like you're with someone and you're just like okay we're hanging out we're having a good time like you're sitting on your america tell yeah just like hanging out doing your thing and the world around you doesn't really matter even though it's shit uh the next one you go into your her hotel room or somebody's hotel room and you're just mm-hmm. like hanging out doing your thing whatever like you're you're waking up next to each other you're doing whatever you're going to be doing <laughs> and i see and the, the reason i phrase it that way is because this song it paints a picture of like it starts off portrait blurry television and just the way this song feels whenever he says that it takes me to like a dark room like afternoon dark though you have the curtains pulled and like the sun is kind of setting so it's like there's still a little bit of light but not too much and the tv is just like that blue static (laughs) and you're just like sitting there on your towel because he says once again sitting on my american towel you're sitting there (laughs) on the towel on the bed which is just such like i don't know why this is so like visceral to me but i just it reminds me of just like i can I can feel it. I can feel the slightly damp towel underneath me yeah. whenever he says that, like, like it's happened before in my life. Like this exact situation has happened before. And the next line, you got bored and put on my clothes. It makes me think these, they're like, I don't know. Like they're enjoying each other's company almost more than I'm guessing before this, they, I don't know. They had sex. I'm sure. Like, right. but, but the way he says this, it makes me feel like that was not the highlight of what is going on here. Like, yeah, like this is a more intimate kind of description. Yeah, like he's talking more fondly of afterwards than during. And the chorus is just, I talk with your teeth, kiss you through my shirt. Spaceman feels good. And that's like, Space you're just. Spaceman's his penis. Spaceman is his penis. But <laughs> you're feeling good you're just feeling comfortable secure with another person but later whenever i find out that this like there's this drug reference or more specifically possibly heroin yeah it 
it blew my mind because this song flipped entirely. Like the portrait blurry television, I got bored and turned off your glow. Like he's just done with hearing this white noise, turns off the TV. He's sitting on the same towel that he was on that dirty beach on. And he just puts his clothes back on for, I don't know, maybe like that was some sort of deal where he's like, I don't, I don't have the money. Okay. We can, let's fuck. Like, why not? Yeah. And then we'll exchange, exchange goods here. And but, but he's saying that the other person is putting on his clothes. Yeah. And that, that's what kind of keeps me from thinking it's fully about that. But like, it was just like, I yeah. feel like I can hear it both ways now. I um, kind of, I kind of also wondered, I sorry, I don't want to interrupt you if you're, you're go ahead and finish your thought. I'll, I'll come back to mine. Uh, so I'll, t- I talk with your teeth, kiss you through my shirt. Like it made me think he's specifically talking to the drug. Like I talk with your teeth. I know he's saying your teeth, but mm-hmm. it makes me think of like, if somebody's like tying off their, like their arm, uh, they're like pulling something with their teeth to make sure it's tight. Sure. And it was like talking with your teeth that it just made me think of that kiss you through my shirt. This one made a little bit less sense, but it was just like, I don't know, like maybe he's like, for whatever reason, I don't know why you would do this, but like putting the needle like through his shirt or something, or his skin is touching his shirt that he pulls back over where he just put it in and Spaceman feels good. Obviously he's high. (laughs) He's feeling good. He's feeling good. (laughs) So yeah, I was just going to say, I feel like maybe the, the, you got bored and put on my clothes is kind of like a role reverse, like putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's saying that they're like, maybe it's the two people kind of sitting there and analyzing each other afterward or something. And when he says, kiss you through my shirt, it could either mean a, that they're like lit, like he's literally just kissing them like on the body through, through his own shirt or whatever, or to, to go more with the point that I was about to make, like the, f- the thought of his shirt being on someone else is kind of him kissing them just like as kind of a a greater like analogy kind of a thing where he's i mean i talk with your teeth i took that to mean kissing yeah but like i don't know i feel feel like there might be more there where it's it's more of like a metaphor of wearing somebody else's clothes and and analyzing them because the the second verse is almost identical to the first except it's reversed the roles where it says you got bored and turned off my glow sitting on our America towels, I got bored and put on your clothes. So I kind of wonder if there's like some, if, if maybe, maybe he's even dissociating and he has two different personalities that he's, he's working with here, but that seems a, a large leap in logic. But I, I just kind of wonder if there, there's some sort of like trying to understand each other and on a deeper level, perhaps, and kind of analyzing that. I like this a lot, Jeremy. What is happening right now? I'm liking it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's live analysis. You, you heard, you heard it here, folks. I can't even fucking speak now. You heard it here first, you, folks. You heard it here. Why is it so difficult for me to say you heard it here first, folks? Oh man, there's a lot of like, like alliteration in that, and I don't know. I think you just, uh, <laughs> I think you just made a tongue t- twister. I made one the other day, and it was like, put the black something back in the bag it was like put the black i can't remember it i'm gonna tell you after this podcast <laughs> once i do remember it because i know Alyssa will know it but it freaked me out and i was like why can't i say this what's happening to me well you you work on that and and we'll, we'll talk about that after the podcast what i want to do after the podcast is paint horses 
and just to have a horse. I, I would want to have a horse after what this. Ma- what makes you feel that way specifically? I don't. I mean, this is horse jumper of love. I, I've just been thinking. It's in the back of my mind that like this guy really loves horses, and I've never really given him much thought. I'm not. I don't consider myself a horse person, but like maybe I am. Maybe I want to paint horses and have a horse. Well, you know, maybe after track five, I'll feel. I'll be a little more in your camp, but. Until then, we're going to be talking about track five. <laughs> I want to paint horses and have a horse. <laughs> Killing it. Dude, this you one, did it. This one has like a, a drum machine deal going on that introduces some very like wavy, warpy sense. This one kind of, I'm not 100% sure, so you can feel free to correct me, but it felt kind of what I imagine vaporwave music sounds like. And then those samples came in. I'm like, this is this has to be vaporwave and this has to be why joey likes this album it is vaporwave i would put it as vaporwave inspired vaporwave i feel like is more i'm not gonna do this i'm not gonna sit here and try to school anybody on vaporwave because vaporwave (laughs) is it's a movement first and foremost and i know there's a lot of snobs out there sure but vaporwave this this is definitely vaporwave inspired yeah it's vaporwave adjacent I'd, I'd, i'd go that far but yeah, it's it's got this drum machine. It would almost be like kind of a swingy beat mm-hmm. with the, the ride cymbal because I think he's doing some like swingy triplets on it. But it was it was so precise and so like clearly programmed that that it wasn't quite getting the, the feel of swing, which yeah. kind of was this weird dissonance in my mind. But uh, this this at this point I was like, this whole album is such a mood. And this, track, <laughs> this track, despite being so viscerally different and being programmed and in electronic instead of the acoustic instruments that we've been hearing. It, it's no exception. It's just, it's such a, like it, it, it takes me places. Yeah. Cause like, Oh my God, I just had a fucking epiphany. <laughs> Lay it on me. So, and some, some drug scholars out there are probably going to like either tell me I'm extremely wrong or yell at me for not having gotten this first. Okay, wait, hang on. Is is drug scholar like a, a position that you can that you can become? I don't is know. That a, is that a thing? I'm sure you can. Like, I'm sure somebody out That's there. An interesting job title. Yeah, I'm a professional uh, drug scholar. Every everything has to have an expert. Like, there's got to be at least one expert on everything. Yeah, but would they call themselves an expert? Like, w- would somebody who knows a lot about drugs, like a pharmacist? Or, oh, or shit. like that be would they consider themselves a drug scholar i mean more in the street sense like right yeah obviously yeah. <laughs> but, but just would they consider themselves a, a scholar of drugs probably not it's pro- weird. sorry i, I didn't know to, to derail i was just kind of curious <laughs> so like horse is i am 90 oh my god yeah yeah <laughs> Continue. Continue. So, like, horse is like I am ninety eight percent sure that is a pretty common street name for heroin. Makes sense. And if he's a horse jumper of love, he wants to paint horses and to have a horse. There's so much horse going on. We've we've cracked the code. <laughs> oh my god! You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> but that gives a little bit more credence to what I was about to say. And I was kind of making an assumption with it. So if in Spaceman, he's doing some drugs or he has just done some and mm-hmm. he's Spaceman is now feeling good. He's adequately good feeling. He, <laughs> uh, this song, like it feels just so off kilter. Like you were taught, like it's a mood. And like, there's that stilted 
swing beat that is too programmed to actually feel like swing this there's like an extremely garbled vocal sample that just sounds like someone going or like something it's just like i in all my research i can figure out what they were saying like (laughs) maybe this is just like at the peak of whatever high this guy is feeling and he's just like out there and him wanting to paint horses and to have a horse is just like him really really high i don't really, know really vibing with it yeah so I, I think i want a t-shirt now that so, says i am adequately good feeling <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the fuck you said there's our merch we'll have to listen i don't remember what i said we'll have to listen listen to it again i'm adequately he, he's adequately good feeling yeah that's probably that sounds like something I say maybe. <laughs> I want that. I want that all over my body. <laughs> but yeah, I also had no idea what these vocal samples were saying, and I didn't put a whole lot of researcher thought into it because I was just like, "Yeah, it's a cool sound. I like it." I can't believe you, Jeremy. If you continue to put this lack of research into your notes, I'm gonna have to put you in the dirt. Wow, that was. I knew you were segueing, but I had no idea where that's gonna end. <laughs> Damn, track number six, dirt. It's because I'm feeling some leftover anger from, <laughs> from what's what's happening outside of this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're playing a Civ Six game, and I'm I'm murdering Joey as yeah. we speak. Well, not as yeah. we speak, literally, but like yeah, in the, in the grand scheme of things. Once we're done speaking here, he will be murdering me again. <laughs> so Joey's a little bit bitter about yeah. that. But track number six is Dirt, and it takes us back to the kind of slow, beachy, depressy guitars. Yeah. Which I, Maybe I don't know if Depressi is most exemplified on this track, but this is the first time I actually use the kind of like sad boy kind of feeling uh, in my notes, at least. Yeah. Uh, the vocals seem a bit more prominent on this track because there's so much distance between the beats on this one because it's such like a slow dragging beat. Um, throughout the song, there's this guitar lick that is it's simple guitar lick enough on its own, but it sounds like it's trying to jumpstart the energy of the song, but it never quite succeeds and it just keeps trying and trying and trying. And then it does succeed after like the second verse and this distorted ass bass and the guitars come in and it just punches you in the fucking brain. And (laughs) there's just like, I don't know. It it gets, it gets the energy like that. Like this is a long song. I think this is the longest song on the album, isn't it? This is second long. No, actually. Oh, it's not even. This is only four and a half minutes. Good Lord. It just feels long. Yeah. It feels so long because it's so slow. But yeah, it's th- this riff is kind of like it plays and it sounds like it's trying to start up the energy. It finally gets that energy. And then there's kind of like a big punch. And then there's like a, a one chord kind of guitar solo. If you can mm-hmm. call it a solo that just kind of grinds through the back of the song yeah. before the third verse. And then when the third verse comes in, it kind of returns to that chill kind of somber vibe from the beginning. Yeah, I this I won't say this is my favorite song on the album. But I like what happens in this song yeah, so much. Like, the just the slowness of it. It's like, not to keep referencing things that like are, have nothing to do with what we're talking about, but there's a video of Adam Neely, if anybody's ever watched him, he talks about like what's the slowest song that you could make or the slowest BPM that you could have and still like right. your brain still recognizes it as a beat. And I feel like parts of this song not necessarily go there but are like towing that line to where you're just like you're waiting for it and you're just like what's like in the maybe it's maybe half a second between a beat or whatever in all reality but your brain is just like i'm listening to a song there has to be another beat that's coming (laughs) yeah i've I've not listened i've not seen that video of adam neil i think i saw it pop up 
but I've I've not watched it, so maybe I'll watch it after this. Well, you should because it's it's cool. It's pretty. I think cool. he's a cool dude. Yeah, he seemed kind of pretentious at first, but the more I watch him, the more I'm like, yeah, he just he just really likes music and he really likes talking about it. It's because he's really smart and he's exactly. good at music. <laughs> it's intimidating how much that guy knows about yeah. music, and it makes me kind of feel defensive. Like, fuck, man, I don't know a damn thing about music. Apparently, <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> I will never know anything. But, yeah. but this song, this song, <laughs> the lyrics are uh this is where somebody like in my research i had found that somebody said something about dirt being a reference to heroin right and there's one line in specific and this is i say research like i was fucking chewing through some library somewhere yeah it's, i mean we, we've mentioned it before we use genius annotations yeah. a lot and uh but it was like dirt is a reference to heroin and then juice is slang for methadone which is like it blocks it mimics opiates and like blocks the places in your brain where like those chemicals will go but like it's super dangerous because it'll do that but then you still are just taking a bunch of heroin and not feeling it right and so you're still just getting all the bad stuff from it you're just not (laughs) getting high so like it's easy to over but either way like it it's just it it means something in the sense that the song is like he's if this is actually what the song is talking about, he's just having a really fucking insane time happening right now. And it's really dangerous and he's not in a good spot. Yeah. And he continues to talk about another person Mm -hmm. existing in this context. So like he says, your elbow is sharp and mine is not, which kind of made me think that he's having some weird experiences where some things are much more vivid than other things, even though they should all theoretically be the same amount of vividity. Yeah. That's a word. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of just the fact that there was someone else there and the way he phrased some of the lines made me think that maybe he's feeling sedated or trapped by drug use, potentially suggested or enforced by his lover or someone else. That's kind of maybe forcing him into this kind of drug use habit. And that's some intense shit. Like it's fucked up. Damn. (laughs) That's, uh, I don't know, man. I started this this whole album on like a vibe level, and now it's just like it, it just gets <laughs> intense at a certain point. Yeah, this is this is definitely. I mean, this is like halfway through the album. Yeah, it's kind of like the the apex of. I guess it's a little over half at this point, but maybe, maybe time wise, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it's just he says like there's a woman in her sleep who fills me bottles, feeds me tea, peel an apple with your nails. So it, I don't know. Just the fact that there's another person there that seemed to be either enabling him or more than enabling him yeah pushing him into it yeah that's all i know is if you take heroin and methadone at the same time you're going to end up a lot worse off than if you just would have fallen like passed out on the beach yeah got got really sunburned to the point where you're like got sun poisoning that's yeah but then you know if you if you did get sun poisoning then you could potentially relate to track number seven which is called sun poisoning feel like that could take an award for, like, the darkest uh, segue. I mean, happened. the darkest one of Feedback Loop, at the very least. Yeah, 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 because other people don't exist. It's just us. Like, That's true. So all, of my, all of my comparisons are just internal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's all that matters. We are the only podcast that, that matters. So if you're listening to other podcasts as well as us, stop it. Just yeah. listen to us. We're all, we need, we're all you need. Don't worry, we're not wasting your time. Don't. We are 100% wasting your time. <laughs> Sun poisoning. This Boom. song drives me fucking insane. Does it? Now, let me the, ask why. The hi hat. 
on on this song in particular is just a half a beat off. Yeah. I guess it's probably more realistic, like quarter beat, because it's such a slow yeah. grind. But the hi hat is such just a, it's just a fucking fraction of a beat off, and it drives me a little insane because it never truly fixes itself, and it just it it always sounds off. Uh, his voice is a bit more layered on this track than the previous ones, which I thought was kind of interesting. I don't hate the track, but that fucking hi-hat needs to be fixed. Um, See, I, I posed a question in my uh, in my notes that was, <laughs> I wonder if Jeremy is going to really like what's happening with the drums or really, really hate what's happening <laughs> well, with okay. the drums. Well, okay, so, so we'll, we'll get there. Clearly, it starts off on a hate relationship, right? Then you get this guitar solo or this bridge kind of section coming in that I really liked. After the bridge, they fix the hi-hat, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. by doing a double tap that starts on the beat. So instead of it just being off, it, it sounds like it's a continuation of the beat instead of just, like, being off. So I think th- I think they fixed it at that point. It's still slightly off, but it didn't bother nearly as much as in the beginning <laughs> of the song. Um, and then, like, halfway through, the song goes into, like, double time. It picks up a lot of energy. Yeah. And fizzles out and crashes. And then there's another like bridge or guitar section that's just as good as the first one. The bass gets some more like focus on some fills and stuff. And then it picks up steam again for like a last push kind of a thing, which I think they got where they wanted to go or where the song wanted to go with that final push. And then it kind of gave it some, some space to breathe before the end. Yeah. It kind of like, like you said, they ended up fixing the hi-hat. I like it just because I like, I like the feel of it. And I, mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. I feel like it fits if, if we're keeping the subject matter from the last song, right. it at least fits from like a theming perspective. And uh, they they do fix it about halfway through. And then that final push, I just like the final push of this song so much because it builds the momentum. And then it kind of starts to sound like it's going to go off the rails, but they bring it back in. But then yeah. it could go off the rails again. <laughs> Everything's just going to go nuts. But they kind of bring it back in. And then the song ends up like, it, it gets tied back together and then it ends, but it's just like, it's got kind of like a really frantic feel where you're like, could the, could that hi-hat go off again? Like what's that <laughs> yeah. hi-hat going to do over here? It's, it's like they duct taped the train back together. Yeah. And just waiting for it to fall apart again. Yeah. It's uh but the lyrics on this song, I feel like give some weight to what you were talking about. The last song where it's like, mm-hmm. he's just like trapped inside with somebody else. And they're just like, not having a good time but also kind of feeling like they're having a good time like somebody is like keeping him there or persuading him to be there and just like do a bunch of drugs and not not live a not live a good life he's talked like he talks about like be heliophobe is he talks to somebody as them being a heliophobe which is like they're scared of the sun and i mean it's called sun poisoned so right yeah, I this one like, I don't know. So, to my, I'm just gonna read through my notes here. So I started writing my notes on the lyrics, and I said I need someone smarter to explain the song to me. The genius annotation blew my mind a bit, but only explains the first part of the song, yeah. which, like you mentioned, is where he's asking a heliophobe why they have bleached hair or why they have a tan like prison bars. Which the the genius annotation likened that to like shining through like a shuttered window but I think it still might also potentially be just actual prison bars. Yeah. But, um, the, I, I, I figured out the sunlight seems to be a metaphor, but I couldn't quite place it. And then pretty much just as I was writing my next note, I was like, I think I figured it out while I'm writing this. I think 
it's a metaphor for somebody putting up their walls and keeping people at a distance. The person's skin is too sensitive to be touched, meaning like their heart is too fragile to love or whatever. The singer didn't want it to, to be the ghost in the person because he wanted their love to be tangible and physical. And there was just that kind of like layer of apprehensiveness that comes with being super sensitive or afraid of letting someone in is the way that I took it, which probably isn't the the correct way to analyze this amidst all of this drug fueled lyrics and, and chaos and stuff. But that's kind of, that's, that's where my mind went is that it's kind of like a, someone's very sensitive to letting someone close to them. Maybe that says a lot about me. <laughs> I mean, it could say it probably does, but I mean, that's just how interpretations are, but I do yeah. think you're right. Like, he, I see you asked for a smart person. You said somebody smarter, and yeah. then you were like, "Oh wait, I'm a smart I'm guy. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm that smart guy." But yeah, it, I, just thought, it, I thought it was fun. It totally works, and I think with the sensitivity, I mean, if you're, if we're keeping, I think you could tie it in with the drug. I, I, I don't know if you really need to tie it in. Like maybe it's just two separate things. But like, if somebody's in that sort of like, I don't know, abusive or just very manipulative relationship that we were potentially describing from the last song. Yeah. I mean, surely like they feel that way. Like they're feeling like I need to put up these walls. Like nobody, nobody can get like that person must have some sort of power over them. Like they feel like they let them in, but it's not worked out for them. Or maybe they feel like it has worked out and they're literally the only person that should be near them. And that's Mm -hmm. why they're in this situation. But I don't know. It's fucked up. Side note, uh, I really like that there's one line in the song where he says disposable exposed photographs. I thought that was kind of a, a clever double meaning of exposed because he's talking about photographs and sunlight. So like light helps you expose photographs, but also like an exposed photograph, meaning that like you're releasing something that's a, a picture of someone else that's in a vulnerable state kind of a thing. I thought that was kind of clever. That is clever. And it sounds cool. Disposable exposed photographs. Like that's just... <laughs> It just like disposable and exposed sound cool, and then exposed photographs. There's a lot of that O sound, and the yeah. sound. It's just nice. It feels very, good. Very nice. And kudos to you, Dimitri Giannopoulos. Giannopoulos, I think. Giannopoulos. That sure. sounds maybe right, but sure. I have one thing to say to you, Mister Dimitri, <laughs> and it's that I love you very much forever. Yeah, Dimitri, if you're listening, uh, I know you. You probably intended this for someone less specific than me and Joey, but, but we, we love you very much forever. Yeah. And track track number eight, that's track number eight. (laughs) And if you'll remember back to whenever I so cleverly read off of (laughs) the, all the lyrics on July 5th, this is one of them. The track July 5th, not like that. It's not the 5th of July yet. We're still in March. No, it's yeah. We got a long way to go, man. Or unless it was last year, maybe last year you snuck it in. You read lyrics from this album, and oh my God. we didn't even notice. Dude, wouldn't that be some shit? <laughs> it would be. I, I, wish I mean, I the would. chances of us recording on July 5th or releasing the episode on July 5th would be very slim, though. Yeah, because I don't think that was a Monday. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be very slim. You got a one in seven chance of random, but... Yeah. And, I mean, I could always just be like, eh, could we postpone recording it? But That's then true. I guess it, it still wouldn't go out on July 5th, so... But I would have said it on. Yeah, Anyways. it doesn't matter. What am I doing? <laughs> track number eight. I love you very much forever. It was the last line in July fifth. The track. Um, this one I felt kind of tied in some of the ambient noise 
from the track that I said was kind of vapor wavy, um, which yeah. was I, I want to paint horses and, and have horses. Uh, so it kind of ties that in with kind of the droney wavy guitar that you've heard throughout this entire album at this point, except for that track, I guess. Um, I really dislike the mouth noises that you can hear on this track because <laughs> he he layers multiple vocal takes and they're slightly off, which I think is cool. I really like that effect where like some of the vocal takes are just slightly off rhythmically and off uh, melodically and stuff where they're just kind of like just a syllable off at points. But there's so much mouth noise that I was picking up while I was listening to the song with my headphones and that shit drives me fucking insane. I hate ASMR stuff. And it, I don't know, it doesn't bother me in person, like if someone's chewing out loud or anything like that, but hearing it in my ears is just like, it makes me so obnoxious. Like, it's it's obnoxious, I hate it. But uh, yeah, otherwise, it's it's kind of a cold, dark-toned song. It's got kind of a drunken feeling because some of the, the lyrics aren't synced up with each other, like we kind of mentioned in another track. Yeah. Uh, and then it builds at the end like it's going to fade into the next track like it's getting this rising energy that that's going to like speed up into the next track and then that doesn't happen but i thought it was kind of interesting yeah i'll i'll talk more about that in the next track mm-hmm. where it doesn't happen <laughs> but <clears throat> yeah like the vocals i do like the effect i'm i'm not so much of a stickler for mouth noises most things don't bother me yeah but i did I didn't notice them, so that says something about it. Like, I feel like there's definitely a lot of people who would listen to this song and be like, "Nope, not happening." <laughs> it hit me. I'm that, that person. <laughs> but I do. This was the song that whenever you were talking about, uh, shit, I don't know. The song earlier where you were talking about it sounded like church bells. Well, Spaceman, yeah. Spaceman. Yeah. Like, why, why couldn't I think of that na- that name? But uh, Spaceman, where it sounded like at the end, it sounded like church bells, very far away. This song. I hear it and it sounds really far away. Like if I'm on the street and there's like a concert being played yeah. in like a venue across like a few streets down or something like that's what it reminds me of. Fuck. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily agree. But, <gasps> I mean, I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have any sort of like, I think I was too focused on health <laughs> to have it, to have it kind of getting me anywhere. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like cold and dark. I, I felt like there wasn't a whole lot of energy yeah movement happening within the song so yeah it's it's definitely not uh lyrically it's i don't know this one was super vague like yeah i was just reading it and reading it and i can kind of like pick stuff up i i couldn't really get anything that could tie it to the rest of the album which i mean could be by design but given the way the rest of this song this album's been i feel like there's got to be something in there to tie it i'm just not seeing it so the way I rationalized it, and I guess kind of coming off of my interpretation of the last track, it seemed like the singer was acknowledging that the relationship he's in, like a romantic relationship, is rationally going to fall apart, and he knows that, yeah. but he's wanting to hide it under the physicality of lust and sex, where they're just like fucking to distract themselves from the inevitable end. Yeah. Because he, sa- he says, Heather on your hips, I touch you there when there is no other way to get around the our minds obstacles i see them as the errors of our ways so it's kind of like it's, it's implying some sort of distraction that he's touching them to, to distract from whatever else happening and maybe maybe that in itself could be more of like a drug reference where when he's saying i touch you there maybe he's saying like he, he injects himself in a certain location or whatever to like to cloud his mind and forget about 
the the bad parts of being a drug addict. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know why I wasn't reading it like that. Whenever you read it like that, it made a lot of sense. What I'm a genius. Exactly. You are a genius reading from genius. <laughs> and now I'm gonna be a genius reading from genius. Do it. Two two lines that I really liked were the ending to the that little verse. Yes. The, the don't say a word I'd like to remember you as a reflection. Don't say a word I'd like to feel a bit of your destruction. It was just something for me who is extremely nostalgia driven like right i like so much to the point where like i feel like it's not good for me but it just that's it just happens that's just how i think i guess it is what it is yeah like i'll just get stuck in these holes of like remembering stuff where i mean the more you do that the more either stuff something becomes bad or something becomes like a fond good memory even though Mm -hmm. it's probably not either those it's probably just whatever but like the don't say a word I'd like to remember you as a reflection is just like, it just hit really hard because it's talking about, I don't know, wanting the memory to stay the same. You don't even want to meet whoever it was, or you don't want to be a part of whatever it is now because yeah. you know, you know enough to know that memory is just a memory. It's not reality. Like if, if you were to try to recreate that, you can't. And if you meet the person, it's just going to ruin the memory. Or if you see whatever, it's just going to ruin the memory that you have. The good, the probably good at this point memory that you have. And it's just, you want to keep it as a memory. But your mind is subconsciously kind of telling you different. Because you're like, I'd I'd also like, my memory is telling me, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. Like, that was such a great time. But recreate that. But you know that it's not. Yeah. I kind of wonder if if those lines are also more of like a a reference to a drug use kind of thing where he's saying he liked to remember maybe his first high or he he want, he would like to remember who he was maybe at a certain point in time yeah maybe before this without all of the the chaos of it but he's also still like he says don't say a word I like to feel a little bit of your destruction so he's still like giving in he still knows he's giving in but he's like I don't know maybe maybe he's trying to Maybe he's making himself or trying to make himself think it's okay. Like, no, I, I I remember who I am as the person that I was kind of a thing. So like yeah. all, all of the shit that I've gotten myself into, it doesn't matter. I'm totally fine because I was fine, you know, a year ago when yeah. I got into all of this stuff. And that's, that's what I remember of myself. But that's not who you are anymore. Yeah, now he's just some fucking guy that sits around and peels oranges. Yeah, just some orange peeler, you know. <laughs> track number nine, orange peeler. So you were gonna you were gonna say something about the last track not fading in properly to this one or mixing in properly. Yeah. So the last the last track, at least for me, potentially not for you, potentially not for anybody else, but for me, it sounded very like far away, very I don't know, slow and odd, and it's got like I don't know, it's a very down yeah. feeling song. And then this one, it's almost like it starts with half a second of that, and then it turns into this like more produced, more hmm. completely different sound. Yeah. And it's I love like I I really like this song, and it's just like that transition is like a little bit jarring to come out of the last song yes. for me. Like it's very noticeable, and I'm it just like irked me a little bit whenever I heard it because I was just like vibing. Like, it makes me wonder if there was like another track that was supposed to go in between. See, this song 
I read on Genius, of course, that he wrote this song a long time ago. He, I, I guess a long time ago. I don't know, pretty pretty long ago. He said he wrote it when he was 18, and it's not relevant anymore to how he like writes songs anymore. So it's, I guess it wasn't oh, even... Yeah, I see. I think this is a bonus track. I, I actually didn't read this, but he says it's not super relevant to us anymore, which is why we cut it off the newly released self-titled album, which is this album. What the fuck? So I wonder if this was just a bonus track, which makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, to scratch everything that I just said, <laughs> I'm sorry for speaking ill. This this is some sort of bonus track. Interesting. We, we don't normally do bonus tracks. I didn't know this was a bonus track. Yeah, neither was it. But it makes perfect sense. And with that being said, I think yeah. that track eight is a pretty good ending. Yeah. Them. Because like we said, it feels like it's building something and it just cuts off, which to some people might seem like a bad ending to an album. But I feel like that's kind of a, it, it leaves a question yeah. in the air, like what was about to come? And like, is, is that the end? Was was maybe his drug use taken too far and that was him overdosing or not yeah. or something like there's a lot of mystery in that, I think. But yeah. Orange Peeler, still a good song, in my opinion. I do feel like it feels out of place uh, in the context of the album, and especially when placed after the, the previous song, which makes total sense now. Yeah. Um, still got some beachy vibes, but this one's much more like upbeat and kind of poppy. It's got some flowy synths. It's got a simple punchy beat. The bass line kind of keeps a groove going. The song almost falls apart about a minute and a half in. Yeah, kind of pulls itself back together. Um, there's some rocky guitars that come in after the chorus to kind of bring back the mood of the rest of the album, I guess. Uh, and then it's got a solo that's pretty cool. I and and then I just kind of like went off the rails, like saying I don't know if this if this album is or if the song is actually out of place on this album, or if the rest of the album took me on such a journey that I've forgotten what the sound of the album is, <laughs> kind of a thing. Because it's, I don't know, it's very proggy. There's a lot of change yeah. quickly happening in, in the song. And it just like, I, could, I, I I wasn't sure if I had just lost my mind at that point and if the song actually did sound like the rest of the album or if it didn't. But I'm glad to feel validated that it just didn't. Yeah, that's, that is, I, I even read the thing that I was, like, I was literally reading it. And then you were like, I don't know, I just saw it, like, cut it off the newly released self-titled album. And I was like, ah, that's some other album until... Yeah. You pointed out the very obvious fact that we're listening to the self-titled album. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like the song definitely, especially as a standalone track. I really like yes. the last three minutes. Like, I mean, I like the beginning song. All the lyrics are done within the first half of the song. The song's like six and a half minutes long. Yeah. So the last three minutes are kind of just like this super reverby. It's got like, it's like 80s reverb where it sounds like that new wave type yeah. guitar and not like the whole song sounds like that, but it's just the guitar has like that sort of effect and it kind of just builds and builds as the end of the song kind of goes on in that style yeah. where I, I just like the ending instrumental a lot to it. I agree. It's pretty cool. Lyrically, this one, I, 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 I don't know what you got from this song, but for me, it it seemed like he felt his lover was only pretending to give a shit about him but really just using him to feel good about themselves where it, he, he holds on to everything they say very intimately and dearly. And they only pretend to hold on to what he has to say, which is taken from the chorus where he says, I hold on to your words like candlelight. You hold on to mine, like a pantomime where there's pretending to give a shit what he has to say. He also mentions his wisdom teeth being planted and growing into orange trees, which kind of made me think it's more of like a metaphor for him exhausting himself, taking a piece of himself 
and growing this this fruit, the fruit of his labor, kind of a thing. And then he's calling this other person uh, the orange peeler, yeah, because they're they're just eating his fruit. That he's he's exhausting himself growing these fruits, and they're just taking them and eating them, and not really like giving half a shit about him as a person. Yeah, and he's the the next line is uh the fruit was rotten but the dirt was expensive that just is talking i'm at least to me about uh he's growing this orange tree and he's taking such care that it's planted the right way but then which i mean i guess he's talking about the relationship he's putting all this effort into cultivating and growing it which this is something that he spoke to that we didn't really talk about on the first track uh He's got a lyric about uh, growing up a kid. It's like it's like wanting to put work into a relationship like a garden, but then the yeah. gardener forgets about it. That's right. And that kind of it brought me back full circle I to like this, that. where it's like the fruit was rotten, but the dirt was expensive. Like he put all this time and effort into growing something, and then it forgot about it, or the other person was putting in the effort, and it what, was spoiled. Yeah, what what all that hard work was wasted. Interesting. I like that. I didn't pick up on that, but I'm glad you drew drew the attention back to that because that makes total sense. And in some weird way, that kind of ties it into the album. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a bonus track or an unrelated track. That's nuts. That's crazy, That's man. Cool. Good on maybe maybe he knew maybe he had the idea for the album or I mean, I guess if it's just about personal experience, right? That experience didn't change. Yeah. from when he wrote the song necessarily to when he released his album. So maybe there were similar themes in his songwriting in general. And that was one of them, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, I feel like that, that itself earns orange peeler a slot on the album. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Orange peeler. You, you're all right, man. You're all right. man. <laughs> <laughs> Overall though. I really, like, I really, really dug this album. I think it came at a good time for me. And it's just like, it's a, such a mood. It's such a vibe. I, I really just enjoy zoning out and listening to this album because uh, i don't it's not really cathartic necessarily but it just feels good to listen to yeah yeah taking a little taking a little trip can be be good sometimes yeah. we need, we're gonna take a trip next week that's for damn sure oh shit what are we listening to next week <laughs> so so next week uh i'm gonna have to uh, i don't i guess i don't have to spell it out but uh we're gonna be doing an album called Barry's alive by the artist buried alive uh, buried is a pun as in like a fruit berry kind of thing like a strawberry it's buried alive and then the album is berries alive but not it's, it's also a pun but not in the fruit sense or the fruit sense but like a teddy bear it's it's berry which is nonsense we'll we'll put it out somewhere that, that you can read it or, read yeah. it or something uh lots of puns the guy loves puns i love puns puns are great this album's going to be a fucking ride, and I'm excited to see what Joey has to say about it next week. I can't wait to listen to it. You see, Jeremy's been talking about this, like, outside of the podcast. And I, like, I've been trying not to build it up. Yeah. Like, I've tried not, but, but it's been on our radar for a few weeks now. And yeah. whenever, I mean, whenever you just throw an album out there called Buried Alive that has a pun about berries, and then yeah. the title is Berries Alive, that's a different pun about the world. <laughs> like... Yeah, it's, it's there's just, a lot of puns yeah, it's on, just on track titles and stuff. But we'll talk about that next week. I'm, I'm excited to see what Joey has to say. I'm excited to see what you guys have to say. 
uh if you listen to this album tweet me personally if you want or or tweet the page leave comments all, all that good social media bullshit that people like to throw in at the end click the bell and subscribe and like the playlist and smash that smash. like button we should yeah. probably do this at the beginning so they actually hear it instead of just click off and be like, that's true nobody is listening at this point in our podcast <laughs> <laughs> nobody was listening halfway through either <laughs> yeah people people click off for the first five minutes don't worry we see the analytics we know yeah. when you guys are clicking off and it's it's disheartening it's not don't, i don't look at it too much <laughs> i look at it sometimes then i'm just like instead of being like jeremy or instead of being like people aren't listening i'm like jeremy's not listening <laughs> <laughs> how dare he not listen to the conversation that he was a part of <laughs> but yeah next week uh barry's alive by buried alive it's gonna be a fucking wild ride i'm excited yeah. uh so i hope that you guys stay on our feedback Bye.